I'm against picketing, but I don't know how to show it. Two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. The first boy says, he goes, well, first he goes up to the bartender, of course. And the third one, Jeff. This isn't a joke or anything, it's just another example of what can happen. The second guy says, well, the bartender, okay. Well, the second guy says, he comes up and he's like, Cut to, <laughs> uh, like 20 years later. Joan Rivers is the bartender. Are you going to buy me drinks all night to the point where I get so drunk that I end up having sex with you later? That's right. My Uncle Joe the drunk. At one time, he's in a bar. He's making a lot of noise. And this woman comes over. And the third one, Jeff. The bartender looks up and says, get the fuck out of here. Six bouncers hurled me out of a nightclub like I was a Frisbee. And the bartender's all like, he comes up, you know. Look at that guy. He's wasted in a bar. I came here to read a novel. So these two guys walk into a bar, right? And the third one, Jeff. <laughs> Okay, everybody, welcome to Third One Ducks, uh, the comedy podcast that, frankly, isn't quite very good. Um, this is Brady Cox, uh, and along with me is Patrick Kilcoyne, as always. Absolutely. How you doing, Patrick? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Brady? Oh, um, you know, other than, you know, I'm a little tired, but other than that, I'm I'm good to go. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, we're. I believe this is episode eleven. Wow. Pretty sure. Um, 10, 10 should come out on uh, Tuesday. Um, we're a little behind on um, generating material here. Um, but, you know, that's okay. At, at least we're um, not to the point to where um, we don't have anything. So, so that's good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I totally flaked um, this week on getting the podcast out, and that's on me. Um, I just did not think about it on Monday at all, and um, I think it was uh, well, like Monday night at midnight. I'm about to like fall asleep, and I was like, "Oh shit, I didn't do that." No, um, but I was like so far into like falling asleep that it was like it wasn't gonna happen um so that makes sense yeah and then you know i flaked the next couple days too uh well at least on tuesday i didn't get it done and then i i did it wednesday night and uh yeah lost a bit of sleep on that one um but -hmm. but it's all Mm -hmm. good um that episode turned out well um, so that's, um, that was good. That was the, um, the Cosby episode turned Cosby. out, All right. turned out well. Um, we were very worried about that episode, weren't we? I don't know if worried is the right, at least from my standpoint, I don't know about worried, definitely uncomfortable. Um, yeah, but it was okay. Everything turned out well. Okay. Um, I, I think more than anything, the, um, the amount of, uh, tentativeness, I guess, uh, was apparent in listening to it. Um, 
Sure. Very much sounded like we were beating around the bush a lot, um, uh, which isn't untrue entirely. Um, but right. Uh, you know, it, it turned out well. I, I think uh, we're, we're doing okay. Um, you probably didn't notice, but uh, we have a logo now, like a real one. Ooh. I, I put that up uh, last night. Um, so I finally got around to doing that. Um, very nice, very nice. I ordered a bunch of gear, so uh, we can definitely do this uh, somewhere else at some point. Um which is good. We can do this live. Perfect. Um, yeah, I just I everything's in boxes still, so I gotta take it out, and I need to get like some sort of a pelican case to, um, you know, be able to pack it all up and whatnot. But um, mm-hmm. in a way to where it's not gonna get damaged or whatever, um, because you know we're not twenty three anymore. We take care of our shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it'll be fine. Sure, it will. Um, yeah. Anywho. Um, so yeah. So I. Um, I guess I'll just uh, get into you know what we're doing today. We're talking about uh, Mitch Hedberg and his first album. Mm-hmm. His first album. Jeez, what was the album called? That's a good question. It's uh, Strategic uh-huh. Grill Locations. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, you know, this is a um, an album. If you uh, are buying a grill and want to figure out um, where to put it, uh, this is the album you should listen to. Um, that being said, it's not going to help you at all. Uh, there's nothing about... I don't think he talks about a grill one, at once in this album. Uh, I, no, he doesn't. That's a really interesting thing, too, is um, he does have a joke about strategic grill locations, but it doesn't actually appear on this album. <laughs> Which he probably did on purpose because... Oh, I would think so. Because it's Mitch Hedberg. Wouldn't it be mm-hmm. funny if I named this after this joke that I have, but it's not on the album? I wasn't doing my stops well there but um other than that i don't think i did a horrible job but i'm listening to this from inside my head so it's probably probably really bad um yeah it worked we i think we all got what you were going for fair enough fair enough um yeah um i just um just really wonder what this guy would be doing today if he were still around you know yeah. Um, yeah. I just it, it's just a sad story. Uh, don't do drugs, kids. Um, mm-hmm. Well, honestly, I'm not going to tell you not to do drugs. Just don't don't do the ones that'll kill you. How's that? That's good advice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, you got anything going on you want to plug or anything? No, not particularly. Yeah, you know, when we started this, like, I figured, like, we'd have a whole ton of stuff eventually. Like, be like, oh, yeah, I got this going on and I got that going on. And um, has not turned out to be that way for either of us. No. Um, yeah, which is, a, you know, a shame. Um, yeah. 
it's a, it's really hard to you know have a full time job and then try to do comedy on the side and keep some sort of regularity about it. Um, I'll agree with that completely. Yeah, it's just like um, I want to you know have time to sit down and write some stuff, and I just I don't and I, I never get around to doing it. I got this um, big ass project sitting around, and uh, now that I have gear to like go and do like interviews live i think i can start getting this project moving um everybody keeps asking me like because i keep talking about like i got this big project and they keep talking about you know like well what's that about and it's like well i want to record my pitch to you guys um because i think there's going to be some inherent comedy um based on that and, mm. and and the uh, the project is kind of a meta comedy um so sure, sure. um i i'm i'm trying to do it like christopher guest style and uh, oh got it to where it's just like um there's a you know there's a cast an ensemble and we all play our roles but i feel that recording the initial pitch is going to be full of questions like why would you want to do that you know or you know things things that'll come out funny you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i want to capture it i not that anything is probably ever going to make the end product except for like the jokes but um you know how that goes you go like i'll i'll write that down it's like well we'll remember it and then mm-hmm. nobody does what was that thing what was that thing we said Remember what the, there's this guy from Jamaica and then there's this dude that has like a newspaper, right? And the interaction, um, there was a joke there. What was it? And the silence, the silence is what, you know, you would get because nobody remembers. So I do want to record all that. Um, Which is, you know, fine these days because, you know, recording is practically free these days uh we don't have to worry about film or tape or anything Mm -hmm. true Um, true so so that that that's all good stuff um but i i really need to get that um moving but like i said i i i should get at least a carry case for this stuff before i start um getting too um busy i guess for lack mm-hmm. of there's a better word there but uh, i'm not going to spend the time searching for it Fair. yeah that makes a lot of sense ambitious there we go found it um yeah um tr- trying to think of anything else we should talk about or need to cover before we jump into the album which i i i don't know i don't well cart before the horse anyway so did did i miss anything are you thinking about anything that um, i I don't think so i don't think so i think we're probably good to uh hop on in okay um yeah and all that being said uh what i let me get your impressions first how's that (laughs) sure on the album yes all right. I mean, I like the album. It's uh, it, it's going to be a tr- 
tricky one to discuss because it's basically, you know, 50 some minutes of one-liners um, that they work. It's funny. It's amusing. Like it was um, as much as his delivery is kind of the drugged out. I'm making this up as I go along type of style. In a lot of ways, this was a lot more polished than a lot of the albums we've listened to. Um, just in terms of pacing. Uh, yeah, it definitely struck me as more similar to a lot of the, uh, you know, the Netflix specials we'll see today or the Comedy Central Presents style of uh, stand-up comedy than a lot of the things we've listened to. Yeah, I I mean, I, I agree on a lot of these, so it's like... Um, there's really not a whole lot to say. Um, yeah, it's it's Mitch Hedberg. If you know what that is, great. You know what you're getting into. If you don't, uh, get on that because yes. you're, you're missing out on something wonderful. Um, the guy was a master at what he did. Uh, not a lot of people do this. Yeah, I my my cat is being big fan. Needy. Big fan of Mitch Hedberg. I'm big fan of Mitch Hedberg. Um, lot to say right so um yeah just just get on it L- listen to this to mitch hedberg you're doing you're, you're missing out um uh the guy was the master of the one-liner i mean it's a. Uh, that's all he did <laughs> that's all he did yes he had no stories he <laughs> wasn't like and, and if he did have a story it was very like three sentence like uh, thing to set up the one-liner right it wasn't mm-hmm. um you know i i think the longest bit he had was the is it's not even on this album is the donut receipt right um which I, I think most people know because a lot of donut shops will put the entire bit on their donut receipt um which i think is a great legacy um yeah yeah so um yeah i I don't really know what else to say about this. Um, I, I had another point here, and I can't remember what it was, because this guy is interrupting my work here. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna just keep rambling because I don't remember what I was gonna say. Fair. <laughs> I will say it's a cool choice, and I think a very strong choice for the album to have it be. Uh, Accompanied by a double bass player doing kind of the almost 12-bar blues style of uh, just a bass line. If not throughout, then pretty much throughout the album. I um, That was my, my additional point. So oh, good. Good, good job on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that was great. It was just that it's got, it gives it like the, the coffee house vibe, the, the, the beatnik kind of a thing. Um, or, you know, um, and that, that was back in the fifties or whatever, but so, um, uh, you know, for those of you not familiar, like a more recent, um, example would be, um, so I married an ax murderer, which, um, yeah, Mike Myers, uh, first movie, um, and some would argue his best movie. Um, it's just, it's a very, um. If you haven't seen So I Married an Axe Murderer, um, that's your second... Which, uh, which, which Mike Myers? Uh, 
not the not the guy from Halloween. Oh, okay. Um, the 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 guy that did Austin Powers and all that. That makes a lot more sense. But uh, and uh, Wayne's World, but this was before all that, so. Um, just a very, um, just, it's a good movie. Um, just very good movie. Um, it's kind of one you don't forget, but, uh, the main character, Mike Myers, he's a, he's a beat poet, right? Um, so he goes in, there's the guy with playing the bass, doom, 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 doom. And there's like some jazz going on while he does his poetry. Um, it's also interesting because, like, it was the um, a lot of America, like, their first introduction into, like, um, what a modern coffee house is. Um, oh, sure. Being as like they serve cappuccino and things like that. Um, so you know, at one point they serve him this cappuccino um, drink of some sort, and the thing is huge, right? Um, you know, America's used to drinking out of these little mugs, right? Let's say best sure, at, sure. best at ever or whatever. Um, they don't know what this is, and they just see that mass massive amount of coffee, and they're like, "Whoa!" Uh, so that joke didn't age well. Um, but it it helped introduce it, right? So, um, um. We could talk about Hudson Hawk in the same way, um, which is another good movie um, that did poorly. Um, like, honestly, like I, I say Hudson Hawk's a good movie. There's probably some listeners that did not enjoy that movie. Um, sure. It was ahead of its time. Um, it was trying to satire itself in, a, in some ways. Um, people didn't get it. Um, and... I still love that movie. I, I still watch it um, every couple of years. So okay. Yeah, I don't know. Have you seen Hudson Hawk? I, I have not. Or so I married an ex murderer. I I have not. Oh man. Okay. Well, you you have some some things to add to your list, which I'm sure it's like, a long list. Everybody has a long yes. list. <laughs> everybody has a long list, right? So, um. Uh, speaking of which, I'm probably going to take care of one of mine today. Um, oh, wow. Which? Uh, the Batman. Ah, um, oh, with uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, it's... Um, I'm not not really looking forward to it, but everybody keeps saying I should see it. So, um, And usually when that many people say I should see something, I really enjoy it. So I'm, I'm going to jump in, uh, even though I'm just very tentative about it. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it. Um, I was going to watch it the other day because I had like a couple hours to kill. And I saw that it was three hours long and I was like, nope, it is long. Not not today. Um, yeah, it was. And this definitely isn't spoiling anything. A weird viewing experience for me. I don't know another film I saw where immediately after ending it it i felt so incredibly meh and then like in the coming days things would come back and i was like oh that was cool that was a good show maybe maybe i did like that movie <laughs> i didn't like it at the time but i'm remembering it very fondly good deal 
uh, yeah, so I'm, you know, gonna gonna do that definitely. Um, but uh, oh, here's how we got here. We were talking about the baseline. Yeah. Right. So let's circ- we're gonna circle back, everybody. So there's your office lingo of the day. Even though technically that's literally what we're doing here, where we we've gone in a circle and we're coming back. Anywho, um. I'll probably cut that out, but um, what? Yeah, see, I, I see the cut out cliche the, corporate phrases. The butt. Well, I, I don't know if I'll cut cliche corporate phrase out, but um, although now that we've gotten to a meta discussion about what I'm going to cut out, I probably won't. Yeah, because um, it's just just weird that way. It just doesn't really work. Um, yeah. But uh, so, oh, the baseline. Well, we can so, put a pin in it. So yeah, you know, Mitch mentions the bass player a few times in the the album, um, and he's just like, "Yeah, this is nice," you know, because like even if there's a silence, like there's still something. Yeah. Uh, which um, I, I I forget which the comedian is. I think it's um. It's either Louis C.K. or, or um, Patton Oswalt. He's got. He's trying to tell this joke, and there's this. Um, um, it's a very tender moment, right? Like this is uh, just um, two people connecting, and and there's a pause, right? And somebody goes woo, and he just goes into him about like, oh, you dumb motherfucker, like you can't, you know, like sit. In, in that emotion for more than two seconds, um, you know, it's, it's just, such yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great bit, but you know, I, I think like having some sort of, you know, baseline or whatever in the background kind of helps with that, like helps with the people that are uncomfortable with um, silence and sitting in an emotion for more than two seconds. Um, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I know what you're. I'm, I think that is Patton Oswalt. Um, but yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. And he just goes in on the heckler for a while, right? Or I don't even know if you can say heckler, just the noisemaker, right? Um, it, well, I mean, last night I went and saw um, Jackie Casian. Um, are you familiar with Jackie Casian? I don't believe I am. Uh, she's she's a just a just a normal comic. I mean. Um, I was uh, having a conversation um, with a friend of ours last night about this, um, how the current breed of female comics, um, they're all just really hot. Um, it's, it's, you got to think about like, so you, you got um, other than like Leslie and uh, fortune uh, who I can never say your last name properly. Um, you know who I'm talking about though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all, they're all pretty hot. Um, and so it's just like, whatever happened to like the Roseanne bars or the, um, Joy Behar's. Well, I mean, we know, we know what happened to her. She got lame and went on the view, but, um, um, you know what I'm talking about where it's just like, just normal women, um, doing up. And uh, I, I think what happens is like they they're not as popular because um, people don't like to look at them, you know. Um, 
But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, so this lady's been doing it for a long time. She's been on Conan and whatnot. Um, and uh, she's doing this bit about um, um, the he, him, and she, she, her, and they, them, and uh, basically about how we're just all sausages. Um, mm. And some of us have different amount of holes or dangly bits. And, mm. you know, you want to squish with whoever you want to squish with, right? Um, it, it's a it's a really good bit. And, um, like, she has this one joke, and I've, I've heard this joke before, so I didn't miss out on anything, but a lot of people in the audience probably did, uh, where she's, you know, talking about how, you know, um, she, she goes into this and she's just like, you know what, when I was seven, I wanted to be Snoopy. You know, she was saying how freeing it is to be able to be whatever you want and not be locked into expectations, sure. right? This lady, it's like sitting like three, three, uh, three tables away, just starts yelling out, no, no. And I was just like, I, I'm amazed they didn't kick her out. But like every, it just completely ruined the Snoopy joke. And, um, yeah, I just feel bad for the people in the audience that didn't get that because this dumb fuck shows up to a comedy show and thinks that I really fucking hate it when people yell out shit during a comedy show. Um, sure. Es- especially like at places like the funny bone, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, you're paying a lot of money to see somebody. Right, right, right. Um, just like, this isn't about you. Like, but you know, it's just, uh, so frustrating. Um, but, uh, if you're not familiar with Jackie Casey, then I hope I s- I'm saying her name properly. Um, she's, she's a great comic, um, been doing it forever. Um, you know, looks like your mom. I'm not saying your mom in particular. I'm just saying the generic, right. like generic mom, the every mom, right. Or, or somebody's fun aunt, right. Which is one of her jokes. Um, she's, she's the fun aunt. Um, Mm. but, um, it's, it's definitely like something to check out, but, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, that really upset me that, uh, somebody just, just decided that the show was about them and, um, ruined, ruined a bit of it. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. That being said, um, it's, you know, I go to a lot of the open mics around here, um, and when I say a lot, I would, I'm, I'm saying more than the average person, but not as much as some of the other comedians around town. Sure. Um, just, you know, in case any of those folks are listening and be like, motherfucker, you never, anyway. Um, so I see a lot of talent, right? There's a, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of talent in this town and a lot of funny people and, Sometimes when I go to the funny bone and I see these people opening, I'm just wondering, like, how did this person get booked here? And why aren't these other people getting booked? And it's just, uh, that's a source of frustration to me. Um, I don't know if you, if, if that's, you know, any of your experience, um, 
Um, I mean, it's definitely... I think in a lot of these entertainment and performance-based uh, fields, it, it can be seem fairly arbitrary of like this person is one of the legends of the field and this person does amateur open mic nights when the material isn't necessarily significantly better between the two of them and without examples uh, that probably falls flat but it is just there can definitely be times when you're like I, I don't know who gets selected for what and why, both at a local level, but also just, you know, we've all seen, uh, let's say, like a Netflix will have the their let's feature these standups for like ten minutes every once in a while, right? Uh, and like the new ones, not not like an Aziz level or uh, whoever else is big on Netflix right now, right? And some of them are just not good. Like, some of them I don't think would be particularly well-received in a market the size of Omaha, and yet here they are on Netflix. Yeah, there, there is some of that as well. Um, I There's this... Um, it's like a semi-documentary that Doug Stanhope put out at one point. Um, it's called The Deplorables... And it's about these uh, comedians who, you know, they're they're you know they're all sh- sharing one van, right? And like trying mm-hmm. to like sleep on people's couches because they can't afford anything else. Um, and they're just running around and trying to do shows. And yeah, most of them aren't very good. Um, and I kind of think that's what Stanhope was trying to capture. I don't think he was trying to mentor any of these people. I think he was just trying to show that just, um, you know, if, if you're doing the work and you're out there, you're going to run into these people. Um, and they are deplorables. Like, like uh, at the beginning of the, the film, they're like at a show and like these people invite them over to their house. And the one guy steals like all this lady's pain medication um she mm. just had foot surgery or whatever um and he just fucking just flat out steals it all um yeah just um very much like the dark side of comedy here um but i i do believe that you know this was done just to i don't know kind of document that side of things it just doesn't get documented ever, you know. Nobody likes a hater, right? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, which is one of the reasons why I was very much hoping that uh, you weren't going to bring up any names. Um, I I was doing that on purpose. Um, I I don't want to like you know put anybody down or or tell them like you know you can't do this or whatever, but. Um. Yeah, and th- and then there are some people that you know I see every six months or whatever, and I I I see they've gotten noticeably better. Um, well, that's but, good. Yeah, that that's encouraging, and um, I, you know, hope that I could do the same thing. 
Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think I need to put in more work. Um, most definitely. Um, I'm not out there every week. I, I could be. Sure, sure. Um, honestly, in my mind, I would like to be out there two to three times a week. Um, but, um, you know, as most things in my life, I keep coming up with excuses why I shouldn't do that. Um, and the, the strongest one for me is, you know, I get tired of telling the same stories over and over again. Um, although that's how you get better at telling them. Um, it's, uh, it reminds me of my dad and hearing the same stories over and over again. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. And, yeah. You know, I don't, I, you know, don't really want to be like my dad. So, uh, th- that's a strong, strong pull to not do something. Um, Yeah. 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 Long, awkward silence is good. Um, Which may or may not have gotten cut out at this point through the magic of podcasts. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Yeah. um, This is definitely a good album. I would listen to it. Yes. I am suspecting that his other albums are exactly the same. Um, yeah, I listened to about half of his follow-up to this, and it's very similar of one-liner, one-liner, one. Like, they land. They do. Um, I I couldn't write this many one-liners. Just this one. No. Like, just, just, this guy was definitely thinking differently than most people do. Um, it's just, it, it's just a brilliant amount of one-liners. Like... He could have had a very great career just doing, like, working for late night shows. Yes. Just. But there's a lot of his jokes that, like, most late night hosts wouldn't touch. Um, Just because it would make them seem weird, you know? Yeah, because it's not not an appropriateness issue either, because he really doesn't get blue or profane i mean like he'll swear but it's not like the butt of the joke ever right um it is all just like a lot of just odd observational humor right um in some ways i mean this album coming out in 99 it it's kind of the next step of the weird like observational stuff that like Seinfeld and the other like sitcoms of the time we're doing of just like oh here's life but he just takes it to an extra level of odd yeah I mean so like you know I'm, I'm looking at a few lines here right um, every book is a children's book if the kid can read I didn't yeah. deliver it very well, but he does. Um, <laughs> um, the, the famous one that's on this album is I used to do drugs. Mm-hmm. I still do, but I used to, too. Um, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of jokes about tents. 
um, and not like a wigwam or a teepee. Right. <laughs> Going back to that old joke. Um, but, um, you know, it's about, you know, present tense versus past tense and future mm-hmm. tense for that matter. And it's just, um, it's very interesting. Um, yeah. Although in fairness, he does have a fair amount of tent and camping on here as well. So you were <laughs> kind of right in both ways. Uh, cause they have the whole section about like Smokey the bear and stuff like that. The depressing thing about tennis is that no matter how good I get, I'll never be good as a wall. Yeah. As good as a wall. But, um, yeah, I kind of think that's why his uh, speech is very much uh, the way it is, because he's very much trying to get the words exactly right, Mm -hmm. because a lot of his jokes don't work. If It's not word perfect which is why it's even more impressive that you get like 53 minutes of this um probably somewhat edited but not obviously in any way that's you know a performance in houston yeah so it's not like okay let's let's retake this right was this done in houston or is that a callback no this is a uh it's a performance um from houston in like september of 1999 okay crazy I was not aware. Um, cool. Yeah, I didn't know where they recorded this. Um, generally, I don't uh, look into that, or you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel interesting to me. Sure, that makes sense. Um, you know, the only time where it really makes sense, you know, um, is the the Bill Burr Philadelphia incident. Um, you'd have to know that's in Philadelphia. Otherwise, half the jokes don't make sense. Um, you don't. You know what I'm talking about. I think we've talked about it on this podcast before. Yeah, we've definitely brought it up. I, I loosely know what you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, um, and I, I kind of think that that's when Bill Burr basically went from just being like a comic that was around to um, people actually paying attention to him. Yeah. Um, because just just what he did was impressive. Um, just, yeah. Um, and yeah, we've talked about it before, so I'm not going to get into it again. But mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if if the folks out there are curious, just just look it up. It's it it's entertaining. Um, especially if you're like me. Like, I, I don't think it's, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm making an assumption here, but I don't think that's really your type of comedy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say so. Like, I've definitely heard some Bill Burr and, and I have nothing wrong with him, but right, typically not the sort I'd seek out. But, you know, um, yeah, he does the, that F for Family show on Netflix, um, which is wonderful. Um, the time period it's set in is a little bit before my time, but um, a lot of the themes were present, you know, when I was growing up. Um, you know, the the angry dad and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, that's very much a Bill Burr kind of a comedy thing. Um, the F F is for family kind of setup. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I, then I would expect that's not your your thing. Yeah, and definitely has some random terms in like mainstream drama too, uh, between number of uh, appearances in Breaking Bad and then Star Wars. So good for him. And he was uh, the one of the firefighters in um, King of Staten Island. Right? Yeah, definitely. Did a great definitely. job on that one. Um, which, uh, if you've been sleeping on that one, folks, uh, you should watch that. That's pretty good stuff. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about that movie. I just remember I enjoyed it. And I thought the performances were very, very well done. Well, good. Good, good, good. And I mean, you know, a lot of times that's how I remember movies. It's like, I don't remember what happened. I just remember being impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, it just feels like we're running out of things to talk about this time around. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, I mean, it's difficult. It's hard to discuss one-liners, right? It's like, oh yeah, this one was funny too. Sure. Uh, you know, but we can always get off on like some weird tangent. and. Uh, oh, Absolutely. You know, which is always entertaining. Um, yeah. Um, you know, people have been uh, recommending that uh, I watch uh, Miss Maisel, The Amazing, Fabulous, or whatever, something Miss Maisel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, apparently Lenny Bruce is one of the characters on the show. Oh, I'd believe that. And uh, apparently this is supposed to be loosely based on Joan Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I think I will watch it. Um, the other show that's on right now about comedians is called Hacks, and that's on HBO. And I haven't watched any of that yet. Um, oh, interesting. I don't even think I'd heard of that. Yeah. Um, the last show on comedians that I really wanted to watch, I don't remember what it was called, but it was on Showtime, which is why, A, nobody watched it. And right. B, I don't remember what the name of the name of it was, but like, there's a lot of really funny people on it and I just really wanted to watch it. And I'm hoping that it'll show up on HBO max at some point because, um, I think all of those movie channels are kind of tied together at some point, um, on a business level. Mm. And so, ah, man, I just, I want to look up what that is. No. Show about comedians. Show time. Okay. And of course, I get a ton of different results. Of course. Oh, it's it's called I'm dying up here. Oh, okay. Um, so Maybe I have heard of that. Let me. I'll open the Wikipedia. That way, I won't get any sort of video um, starting playing audio at me. Mm. Um. Let's see. So, um, yeah, there's somebody, uh, they're loosely based on Mitzi Shore. You know, uh, Mitzi Shore was the, um, what was it, the comedy store? Um, sure. I think I think she was the owner of the comedy store. Um, yeah. Pauly Shore's mom. Um, oh, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then there's this, uh, just a... Uh, a lot of people um, 
who um, is just loosely based on on folks. Um, this isn't you know telling us who's based on who, but um, you know it's, it's just basically the story about. Um, comedians and trying to make it in um you know uh i believe this is in the se- set in the 70s yeah 70s la would be um but yeah I, I definitely wanted to watch that one um, oh very cool very cool but uh I, I who knows when that's gonna be available you know if you're not paying for showtime um mm. and it, like who has cable these days I haven't had cable in a decade, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and when I was, I wasn't paying extra for movie channels. So, right. Right. Um, yeah. You know, at least with HBO is you got HBO max, which is, um, kind of one of the top three to five streaming services. Absolutely. Just cause all the content that they have. Um, which uh, I heard that they're, they're um, merging with Discovery Plus at this point. So we'll get a lot more documentaries and whatnot to watch. Um, I have no idea what else Discovery Plus has. I assume there's oh, a, I don't know. a lot of things like Honey Boo Boo or whatever. Um, you know, that's... Uh, I think like those reality shows are like the Mountain Dew of... Uh, television you know instead of rotting your teeth they rot your brain oh sure um yeah um they're definitely junk food mm-hmm. um yeah no, I, I don't want to put down mountain dew it's my favorite soda um but um yeah i'm enjoying a lovely code red right now so <laughs> Not going to knock Mountain Dew too hard. Right. There's definitely a correlation between um, Mountain Dew and um, Tooth Decay, though. Um, But I I do think it's more about how much you take care of your teeth versus um, um, anything. It's like, I think they call it hillbilly mouth or whatever. Mm. Um, Yeah. Although I... You know, at this point in time, you know, how much is that due to meth? Who knows? But yeah, good, I, point, I am, good point. I do know that there's some kids that are pretty young that, um, you know, are losing their teeth, you know, in these uh, r- rural, rural, rural. It's a hard word to say. Um, rural areas. You don't pronounce the second R. Um, You're not. What's up? Do you not? I I think that if you try to pronounce the second R, you're you're just doomed. Rural, rural, so rural, rural. Oh, I guess rural doesn't sound right to me when I say it. But moving on, yeah, these areas and you know these these kids are just drinking Mountain Dew all the time and they, um, you know, their teeth end up rotting out. Uh, but I, I do think that has to do with like having zero dental hygiene. 
um, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched these shows where people come in and like they, they get this dental work done and it's obvious they've never brushed their teeth. Mm. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, so tooth decay, that's a very important part of our show. Definitely, definitely. Um, so I'm glad we, you know, covered it, got it out of the way. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're a dentist out there and you want to um, advertise, uh, you can contact us at thirdonedux at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you love the show, uh, you can send us uh, an email or review us on your platform of choice. Um, if you hate us, just stick with sending us the email. Um, we'll, we will, at this point, probably read all of your mail on air. I guess on air is our recording, but um, yeah, we'll do it because uh, it's... It's crickets in there. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I've gotten an email. You know, I'm I'm gonna open it up real quick. Um, and my guess is there's nothing in there because uh, nobody listens to the show, and that's fine. That uh, is fine. Oh, I I got uh, I got some spam um, telling Ooh. us that this show is ranking very well in the United States, and. Um, Apparently, uh, we're position 65 in the category of stand-up. Um, All right. In the United States. So um, that means basically nothing. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 65, wow. Um, yeah. Um, we got a bunch of stuff from Twitter asking us if we saw certain tweets. Um I did not. No, I probably didn't either. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's nothing in here. So, um, glad, glad we checked that. That's that's our mailbag for the day, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. So, we're not we're not we're not about to have a special episode just based on mailbags. Um, but uh, you, the listener, can change that. Uh, if we get five of them, then we'll probably just do a whole episode based on that. And it won't be a numbered episode. It'll just be an extra. Ooh, exciting. So, you know, if you want to hear your name, um, we can can definitely make that happen. Um, We're not on Cameo or anything, but uh, it wouldn't wouldn't hurt to, you know, send us, you know, a fiver or something. And by that, I I don't mean the the service where you can get ripped off very easily. I mean, that's where our logo came from, and that's why I, I feel that way. Um, it was a very long time, a lot of fighting, and then I never really got what I paid for to begin with. Um, good times indeed. Good times. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're dying today. We got nothing. Yeah, there's, there's no content here. Um, that is accurate. Yeah, um, you know, I think last week we just went on forever. It was great. Um. Yeah. No. Any given Sunday. Right. So, I mean, they can't all be winners. Um, this album is definitely a winner, but maybe this episode is not. So, um, yeah. We just, like, meta-criticize our own show, like, during the show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
make the audience think, why am I here? Um, it's a good way I to retain know. people, I think. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you retain them and um, keep them around by keeping them engaged. And, you know, um, uh, and, and right on the verge of an existential crisis, um, that, that's, that's the pocket right there. That's where you want to be. Um. <laughs> uh, while I entertain myself over here with nonsense. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, I, I think we're going to cut this one short. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, they don't all have to be an hour long. I mean, we're on the recording timer. We're, we're at an hour, but I started the recording like probably 10 minutes before you showed up. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's all good. So, um, okay. but we haven't talked about what we're doing next week. So that's, Oh, that's a good point. We haven't definitely content right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about, um, oh, last week we were talking about, like, who whose uh, uh, um, career did uh, Dennis Leary steal? Um, and it was not um, Lenny Bruce, it was Bill Hicks. Oh, interesting. Um, so I was looking that up, and um, basically Hicks had confronted him about it at one point, and they they had a falling out and weren't friends anymore after that. And then Bill Hicks died of pancreatic cancer, right? Oh, sure. Sure. And so he died. And then Dennis Leary came out with the album, no cure for cancer. Um, and so, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, controversy surrounding that because, uh, people felt that, um, that was, um, kind of like a stab at uh, Bill Hicks. Like, yeah, it seems possible. Uh, even though, you know, Dennis Leary was famous for, you know, um, just wanting to smoke cigarettes. But was that a Bill Hicks bit? I don't know. Um, would it be cool to do a Bill Hicks album and then do No Cure for Cancer immediately afterwards? Oh, interesting. Um, just so we can have that conversation. Like, is this, is, did this dude lift this completely? Like this whole persona? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know. And I, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed Dennis Leary, right? Right. Right. But I, you know, was never aware of this sort of thing for one. But then again, I think about like, where is he now? When was the last time you saw Dennis Leary do anything? Yes. Probably about a decade ago when, when they did that uh that first Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Oh, that's right. That's right, I forgot. About he was that. he was Emma Stone's father in that. But yeah, other other than that I can't think of I mean, I'm guessing he's done some television that like nobody saw since then, but Yeah, maybe. But um you know, I, I think that would be fun to do. Um Especially since I, I don't know a whole lot about Bill Hicks. Um, I, don't, I don't know where you're at on that, but um, I remember he was around for a while and then, you know, he died. I remember that, but I, mm-hmm. I was not. Um, I wouldn't say I, you know, was a, a fan or a stan or anything like that. 
Um, right, right. So it, I think it would be at least to just do one of his albums would be. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he died in 94. Yikes. So yeah, he's got like all these albums. I mean, there's four here that were before he died. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it looks like two were before he died. Um, because uh, a couple of these came out in 97. So, um, we got this dangerous one in 99, uh, recorded in 1990, relentless recorded in 1991. And then the rest of these are 92. And then beyond that, it's just like a compilation. It looks like, yeah. Um, although a lot of these look like they're recorded at a certain time. Um, yeah. Um, I'd probably like to do something that was like, you know, he had a hand in uh, producing. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, just because I think that lends a certain, um, I don't know, je ne sais quoi. You know, right, because, right. you know, we got to say something in French to make this show fancy. Mm hmm. Um, So apparently this uh, second album, there was a uh, film recording of the same name, kind of like the Bill Cosby himself. Um, Oh, interesting. But the album is a different night of that recording. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, So I kind of want to go with that one. Yeah, Relentless. Yeah. All right, we can do that. So, you know, next week we we won't have the fallback of what we're talking about next week, even though we'll probably talk about it just... So people know what we're doing. Um, in fact, if we're just right up front about it, like in the beginning and just be like, this is what we're doing. Uh, so we can talk about this. Um, I think is probably the way to go here. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Basically it's a, there's a cliffhanger <laughs> in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sounds like a fun project. This has been Third One Ducks, brought to you by Brady Cox and Patrick Kilcoin. Opening music, Ska of the Mountain King by Johnny Boyle, available at Upbeat.io. And that's Upbeat with two Ps.